You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. This week on the Beardcast, we have Bishop Cynthia Harvey, who is the Bishop of the Louisiana Conference of the United Methodist Church. After interviewing Bishop Harvey, we discovered that it would be best to have her interview be a two-part series. So you're listening to one of the parts of the two-part series. We hope you enjoy listening to the Beardcast. Um, something I, I do want you to tell us about, um, you, you just got to go um, to the Holy Land. And I'm always really fascinated. I've, I've never been. Uh, and so I'm always really fascinated when people get to go. And, okay. and so I try to live vicariously through your stories. So would you mind telling us a little bit about that? Well, you've got an invitation, first of all. Uh, come with us next time. Um, okay. Every other year, uh, we take um, the ordinance on a trip to the Holy Land. I mean, that's really the impetus for the trip. And, um, you know, you go several times and you think, oh, what more could I possibly learn? Um, I describe, um, I described this particular trip. Um, there were about, um, 96 of us, I think it was maybe not that many. Anyway, the, um, two bus loads. And, uh, it's like when you pick the perfect Christmas gift for someone in your family and you sit there on Christmas morning and you can't wait for them to open it and then just see their face when they do. That's what going to the Holy Land on your third and fourth trip is like. You know, you watch other people open, you know, their gift. Um, this trip was different in that we actually spent, we spent half our time, we stayed in Palestine. Uh, we stayed in Bethlehem. Uh, Kristen Brown, you know Kristen Brown. Uh, actually, that she does a lot of work in that area. Uh, she spent a, an evening with us doing a little bit of a, some learning uh, teaching opportunities with us. But um, staying on the West Bank and every day going into um, Jerusalem uh, or out of the West Bank was just, it was just fascinating. Uh, a great experience. And, you know, when you think about those Palestinians cannot leave. Uh, they get to maybe leave twice a year. They leave for Christmas and uh, for Easter. Um, and, you know, we could go back and forth pretty easily. Um, you know, Israelis don't come into Palestine and vice versa uh, much. Uh, and it's, um, it's a giant wall. Uh, and this was um, politically uh, about the time that... Um, President Trump tweeted out um, his all his tweets about walls. Uh, just ask Israel, and uh, I saw that tweet that morning as we're crossing uh, from Palestine into Israel. Uh, and it doesn't matter where you stand politically; you just recognize at that moment that there's just something not right here. Um, so, spending time in Palestine uh, was really important for our folk because they got a, t a very different taste of what life is like uh, uh, on the West Bank. And um, I hadn't done that before. I was a little nervous, frankly, uh, to stay in Bethlehem. And, uh, but it was a great, great, great experience. Um, then we spent the, the, half, the other half of our time uh, in Jerusalem. You know... People talk about not feeling safe there. I feel as um, sometimes I feel more safe than I do, you know, in a lot of places in the U.S. Um, 
I, I never felt threatened. I never felt unsafe. Uh, they don't take you to places that are going to be unsafe. You know, the guides are all in conversation with one another. Um, so it, you know, it's just such an incredible, incredible opportunity. The last trip we made, we did not get to go up into the Temple Mount. Um, and that, you know, probably because it wasn't safe for us to go there. So this time we did. And, you know, I have been there before. I've been there when I could go inside one of the mosques. I can't do that anymore. Uh, so that was really interesting. Um, the, the, they're having some trouble, obviously, with tourists who, don't, who are canceling trips um, because it's, they're, they're scared. Um, I would say, you know, do not fear. Uh, there's nothing to fear uh, there uh, or anywhere, frankly. Um, but it's a great trip, and it's a great trip with young, with younger uh, folk. And and I had some really fun uh, of our younger clergy, and I'm I ride their bus uh, the whole time, and you get to know people in a real different way um, when when you go through these experiences together. And and you know we'll have stories to tell forever. Um, and so, you know, if you can develop those kind of relationships, you know, and I'm a relational person, so that's really important to me. If I'm going to journey with these young clergy or the other 80 lay people that went with us or whatever, you know, I, I want to be able to, uh, to know a little bit about them. And each of those trips, I get to learn a little bit more about uh, our laity, what they do, who they are, what their history is, um, and, you know, just gives us some you know, uh, some opportunities to do some work together, um, have meals together afterwards because you make some new friends. Uh, so it's just a, it, it is a great, great opportunity. I hope you, you get to go, and I'm, I'm serious. You can come with us next time. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, you, you'll have, um, you will never read the Bible the same. Um, one of our young clergy described it as a pop-up book uh, after being there. Uh, the scripture, it, you know, you open your Bible and it's like, you know, now these pop-up books are so intricate. And, you know, I don't know if you have children, but they're just like amazing. Um, and so the, you know, you open this and it's like a pop-up book. You know, it's three-dimensional. The stories are incredible. Uh, and the stories come to life in a way that, you know, reading it out of a, you know, book you know words on a page just don't it doesn't happen um you know things like singing in saint anne's and this is beautifully perfectly you know acoustics are absolutely perfect um and to go in and sing hymns uh in that space uh to share um one of what used to be my least favorite spot and it's actually becoming for different reasons a favorite spot um, when we go to the garden tomb, that's usually where we have communion at the end. And, you know, they always tell you, this could be the site. You know, they never, there are very few places that they say, Jesus actually, you know, stepped foot right here. Um, and when you go to the garden tomb, um, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, I don't think Jesus could have been here. Um, it's, um, it's next door to the, one of the major bus stations in Jerusalem. So you walk in and it's in a hustle bustle corner in Jerusalem and you're hearing, you know, bus number 52 leaving for Jericho, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, it's chaos and people are coming and going. And, and then we stop in this moment and we have communion. And, you know, I just think that that's just kind of how our world is, huh? Um, 
you know, it's chaotic and things are going crazy and you're hearing, you know, the bus leaving for Jericho. And, um, and in the midst of all that, God shows up. And um, so they used to be my least favorite spot, but for that reason, um, it's become one of my favorite places. It's kind of my favorite place to preach because I can talk about the fact that this is so representative of our world. Mm. Uh, we're being pushed and pulled to bus number 52 going to Jericho to, you know, um, the way this is set up is there's like little vignettes of places where you celebrate communion. So there's the Pentecostal preacher next to you, you know, you know, shouting fire and brimstone. <laughs> there's the nun behind you over here with the priest serving. So there's all of this going on. I think this, this is what my life is like uh, with all this kind of stuff. And yet in this moment, God shows up in the breaking of the bread. Um, so uh, it's, it's a great experience. Um, I, uh, I highly recommend it, um, you know, not to, to put in a, um, an, a plug for EO, but uh, EO does a great job. This is what they do. I mean, they they do a lot of trips. All their trips are great, but they're Holy land trips. Uh, are amazing. Our, our guide, um, our guides have been Palestinian, so you get a different view. I've been there where I've had an Israeli guide, um, and you get a different perspective. So, um, you know, and just when you think you've got it figured out, the kind of the geopolitical, you know, everything of the world, and then you get there and you think, okay, I, I, I'm an idiot. I'm ignorant. I don't know anything. Um, because you, it's so complicated. Um, everything from when you drive through, um, uh, occupied where the Palestinians live in, in Israel, the, uh, the tanks on the top of their homes are black because they collect water, whereas the other people actually receive water every day. Uh, the others, you know, so it's like, oh, oh, the black tanks, of course, now I get that. Um, but, you know, there's just a lot there that is complicated and complex. Um, and just when I think I've got it figured out, I realize, um, no, I don't. I don't. Um, but beautiful people on all, you know, uh, the hospitality is, is wonderful because um, they know that um, we are there for, it, it's, it's, it's holy land to everyone, and we all treat it that way. So it, it's a great experience. Great experience. Wonderful. Well, I hope one day that I can take you up on that offer and, and join you all. That's <laughs> Our next trip will be 20. Well, we're trying to figure this out because, you know, if there's a call session in 2019, we really don't want to do it. You know, so we're trying to figure out what the best timing is. So we may be a little out of sequence over the next couple of years, but that's okay. um, that gives me more time. <laughs> I'll give you enough time. <laughs> well, very good. Um, Bish Parry, is there anything else you'd like to share? Or, um, thank you. Um, I always love having conversations with you too. And um, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, well, we appreciate you pouring your heart out and, and everything that's going on in, in your life and in the world in Louisiana and, and, and within your people. Uh, thank you for that. We appreciate thank it. You. Appreciate you. All right, guys. Well, very good. Well, for the um, for everybody else, we have some wonderful blogs uh, out on our website. If you'll check out beardedtheologians.com, uh, you can find our contributions there. You can also find uh, the back end of the 40 Days of Beardedness, the, the uh, Linton 
devotion that we wrote. And uh, if you haven't started, now's a great time to start and finish that out and uh, take you into Easter. Uh, you can also buy uh, shirts and coffee mugs and things like that uh, through our website. Everything that you uh, you spend and contribute goes back into the podcast and helps us make the, do this longer and better and, She's got her and mug. so on. Yes, Mr. Marty has a mug. Yay! <laughs> Um, but we all, um, um, on behalf of the Bearded Theologians of Bishop Harvey, we thank you for listening. Uh, I'm thank Zach Bechtold. And I'm Matt Franks. Thanks for checking us out. All right. Bye-bye, y'all. See you, Bishop. Thanks, Bishop. Thank we you appreciate so you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening, and we hope that you share our content online uh, through Facebook and social media. And we hope that you check out our uh, Beardcast store at beardedtheologians.com and pick up some great Bearded Theologians gear. We hope you have a good day.